Final report of the commercial starship Nostromo. Third officer reporting. The other members of the crew, Kane, Lambert, Parker, Brett, Ash, and Captain Dallas are dead. Cargo and ship destroyed. I should reach the frontier in about six weeks. With a little luck, the network will pick me up. This is Ripley. Last survivor of the Nostromo. Signing off. Welcome back, fellow fans, to the Frustrated Fans, episode number 28, Aliens, Cryptech, and the Marines. Frustrated fans, stealing your rose-colored glasses one franchise at a time. I'm your host, Pete. I'm your other host, Jeremy. And here's our guest, Aaron. Hey, it's Aaron. So, this took us a while to get through. Yeah. And not for lack of trying. Okay, maybe for a slight lack of trying. Yeah, also, lack of technology working properly. Uh, there is that, too. We had some technical issues when we were trying to get um, voice chat over the game work, and the game's internal voice chat, among other things, is broken. We will, um, we will definitely be getting into that. So we had to do a workaround to get Skype, basically let us Skype while we're playing the game. Yeah, I had it running on speakerphone on my phone while it just sat in front of me while I played. Huh. Now, I had to fit it with my computer's audio settings so I could both hear the game and Skype at the same time. Yep. That was not easy. And I can attest, I believe that took about five to ten minutes to actually get to work properly. About more like 20. Yep. And this also had to uh, be dealt with while the game was, uh, whenever we tried to exit out of the game, it would then reset itself immediately. Yeah. Uh, it just keeps dragging you back in. Yep. So, Aliens Colonial Marines. For real this time. This was developed by Gearbox. Which is mostly a decent software which, company, but... However, I don't think it was developed by Gearbox. Supposedly it was... Citation needed. Yeah, it was actually developed by TimeGate Studios. Outsourcing. <laughs> yep. It's for the win. Yep. It was published by Sega because pumping out some shitty Sonic games wasn't bad enough. And who thought the licenses weren't dead? The thing is, this could have... Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to how good this could have been. Yep. And that's originally in early 2008. Aliens Colonial Marines was tasked a game that would be an exception to the quote, and I'm quoting Jeremy's typing here, <laughs> licensed games suck rule, and the pedigree and track record of Gearbox software. After being delayed multiple times and nearly cancelled, for a variety of reasons, the game finally came out five years after the original announcement. So, in short, it was on its way to become a Duke Nukem forever. Yeah. But just came out sooner and still sucked. Yeah. It, right. So it'd probably be better off if it was still if it was still waiting to come out. It'll be done one time. <laughs> Aliens. Um, Colonial Marines. Forever. <laughs> Developed by Gearbox, who helped put out Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> That's right, it did. They, did. they were the reason why Tuke Nukem Forever actually came out. Is anyone else just getting the mad idea that they just took a lot of Duke Nukem Forever's code and slapped it on this game? No, Duke Nukem Forever worked better than this game did. Oh. The game would have worked if they actually did that. Yeah. Okay. So, briefly, let's 
go over each of our experiences with this franchise. Jeremy, why don't you start off since you have the short one? Okay, this is my experience with the franchise. Nothing! Absolutely nothing! Okay, take it, Pete. <laughs> In short, no, he's not seen any of the movies. And I don't care. You have seen the parodies, right? Yep, like the scene in Spaceballs, which I love. Hello, my baby! Hello, my honey! Hello, my ragtime gal! <laughs> and then you played which of the Alien games? I played Alien Besides... Isolation, which I also didn't like. Okay. And I remember seeing the Alien vs. Predator beat-em-up arcade game in arcades way back when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And that's it. My first experience with this franchise was during a summer retreat in high school. The very last night, we were allowed to stay up all night, and it was about 2 in the morning. We were share- flipping through the t- uh, cable channels looking for something to watch uh, while we were drinking coffee, and Aliens came on, the second in the movie series. We were like... It was just beginning, so we were like, yeah, why the hell not? We'll watch it. <laughs> and we watched it through the night and up up till sunrise, because with commercials and it being a three-hour movie. So, now, I liked it then. I like it now. I've gone back and watched the other three movies. And the first two are still some of the best pieces of sci-fi survival horror cinema. I mean, both Ridley Scott in the first movie and James Cameron in the second know what they're doing. The cinematography is good. The music is good. Everything about these movies... I mean, they're not without flaws or sins. But, I mean, even today they can be pretty suspenseful. Even if you've watched them before. Movies 3 and 4, on the other hand... No. No. Just don't bother. Uh, The Alien vs. Predator movie can be entertaining in its own way. In the so-bad-it's-good territory. But don't even touch that one's sequel. Oh my god. I'm not really a regular with the games, um, so I can't really speak to them, at least the ones before this, but uh, yeah, I I own the quadrilogy, or tetralogy? What's the proper word quadrilogy. for it? Quadrilogy. Um, tetralogy on, uh, would be five. On Blu-ray, on Blu-ray, anyway. So, yeah, I like this franchise. Aaron, we can hear you crunching. That's okay. That's not me. <laughs> I can hear you type. I can hear someone crunching. <laughs> I'm pretty What's your experience with this, Aaron? Uh, my experience with the Alien franchise is actually seeing bits and pieces of the original Alien movie. And uh, my main uh, introduction to the franchise was the classic, arca- the classic beat-em-up arcade Alien vs. Predator. Uh, I played that in the arcade with my friend, and we had a lot of fun. And uh, then I got introduced to it a little bit later with the original Alien vs. Predator PC game where I only really played the multiplayer on that because that's all anyone ever actually did with that original one. But uh, I also had experience uh, with the Alien vs. I also had experience with the Alien vs. Predator Xbox 360 game, which has actually a fairly decent Colonial Marine-style chapter where it's heavily scripted, and it actually feels a lot better to play than 
what we're about to talk about. Uh, but the other alien versus the other alien games that I played were also the uh, Alien Infestation DS game, which is a Metroidvania, which is pretty cool. And uh, I've also watched most of the Predator movies, which also have the Alien versus Predator uh, tag to them. So, yeah, so I've had everything except watching the actual Alien movies. Okay. Now, to give you guys some, give our listeners some kind of idea for the build-up of this game, uh, the fan base for these for this franchise, much, and the Predator franchise, let's be honest here, is big. Uh, there's a lot of people who like the movies for what they are. There are pop... Uh, sometimes there's cosplayers, so on and so forth. And Gearbox went out of their way to build up hype for this game. Yep. I mean, we saw the designers talk about, oh, how long-time Alien fans are going to like this. And, you know, it's really going to fit well within the story of the movies. And you're going to get to go back to LV-426 and all this other fun stuff. And all the pre-release footage that... To be honest, actually it did look really good. There were like the visuals were solid. Everything looked kind of creepy, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it actually came out, and everyone went, "What? This isn't the game we saw." No, when it came out, um, let's be honest here, it was really badly reviewed, mostly and chiefly because of the bad AI. If you've never seen the movies, and since two of my co-hosts have not, um. Aliens are, they're kind of like raptors in Jurassic Park. They are problem-solving predators. So, they're not stupid. Unlike the AI in this game. The AI AI in this game should have really capitalized on this. Like, aliens could have been a huge threat. But the, we'll get to why, there's one segment of the game that is genuinely, was kind of genuinely fun, and what it should have been, but we'll get to that. Why don't we take our first break and we'll get to why the game sucks. Sounds good. I think that Aliens fans, people who really love this franchise, are going to be really happy with the way in which we brought this forward. It's got a very strong story, it's got great action, it's got an interesting enemy. Fans should be expecting to be scared, they should be expecting to be excited. It's different, we're, we're approaching the first person shooter differently, we're, we're even approaching how we have a main character talk within first person in a totally new way that I don't think anyone's done before. So I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about the story here, but Jeremy, why don't you start us off? Okay, so when the game came out, it was ripped apart, and what's one of the reasons why this game is terrible? Well, it's a very, very ugly game. There's half-finished textures. Sometimes the textures don't load properly. Uh, There was one point when we were playing co-op where I looked around and everything was just a blurred mess, which... Granted, that's what the game kind of looks like anyway, just a big mess, but this time it was blurry. Uh, there are unfinished animations in the game. Uh, there was a point, I wish I could have gotten like a video cap of this, because this was priceless. Pete and I were fighting the final boss of the game, and I won't, huh. And the final boss... You were fighting the final boss, but we'll get to that. Yeah. When we were fighting the final boss, it picked up... It does the thing where it picks you up and like throws you around. Well, at one point I picked up Pete, I looked over, and there was no animation for it. It was just standing there while Pete's character floated in front of it. Yep. Wonderful. Uh, the character models look like crap, too. And Well, let me put it this way. Other than, like, the individual Marines, all the generic, the 
there's maybe three alien, four alien models. You got the basic soldier, you got the spitter, you got the one guy you fight in the power loader, and you have the queen. Yeah, that's it. And facehugger, but yeah. And when they ha- and there was that one group where we had to sneak around them, and they just had green blotches all over them. The spitters. Oh no, those are the guys who blow up. Never mind. Yeah. Which was hysterically funny. Uh, well, and then there was also the... Um, then every other enemy in this game is just the same faceless goon. Yeah. This is like low-res hell, is this game. I, I think one of the funniest moments, though, was when I... Uh, you can upgrade the weapons in this game, and I upgraded the assault rifle and equipped the scope. Look through the mm-hmm. scope... Instead of having, like, a detailed zoom-in function, it just has a reticle that looks like it was put in with MS Paint. It looks horrible. It's like someone took, like, a little paintbrush and just kind of drew on the on the scope. Well, maybe they're going for the, you know, 80s, 90s look of the original first two movies, but I doubt no, it. No, I'm going with they just suck. If this was Alien Isolation, yes, I would give it a pass on that because that game actually did replicate... The look, well, they the look. Yeah, they purposely which, tried to replicate the yeah, movie, which, which is, is one of the reasons plus. why I didn't like it because I've never seen the movie, so it just took me out of the game completely. But with that mm-hmm. game, I would give it a pass because that's what they were trying to do. With this one, no, it just looks like crap. Which is really surprising, considering they even talked to Ridley Scott and everyone trying to repl- replicate the look of everything, and they got original drawings and all that. So it's a real surprise that the visuals are just utterly half baked. Well, the backgrounds and the character models certainly what does look on on what does look movie accurate, the guns. They look straight out of the movie. The pulse rifle's the smart gun, what little you get to use it. <laughs> and the flamethrower look right out of the movie. Hell, the derelict alien ship except for the fact that they have built human structures within it, looks pretty good. I will grant them that. Yeah. And it's also But everything else Yeah, no. especially because the once again, the previews for this game looked way better than what the final product actually looked like. Again, Duke Nukem Forever. Yeah. Well, with Duke Nukem Forever... I don't remember that happening with Duke Nukem Forever. I lo- you know, the majority of people complaining about what Duke Nukem Forever originally looked like were talking about pre-rendered screenshots. <laughs> so... Yeah. Uh, then there's the sound in this game. Uh, there's the terrible the- voice acting. Terrible... Yeah. Terrible voice acting. Well, they do get... One voice actor back from the movie, one actor back from the movie will save him for when I tear apart the story. It doesn't save it. Yeah, it didn't sound like he really cared either. He was just no. kind of there. He's just like, okay, and I'll do this. This is dis. Well, he just needed a house payment. Who knows? But this is disappointing. When again, I know you don't like it, but Alien Isolation got Sigourney Weaver to record audio logs for it. Yeah, that game also had some crap voice acting, though. The main okay. character that you play as is terrible. My point is, you know, they went out of their if way. You're gonna ha- if you're going to have original voice cast, you don't have original voice cast. Yeah. I mean, look, as much crap as I'll give Alien Isolation, they at least tried in that game. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll give them that. They really gave it their best shot, and I didn't like it, but I know a lot of people did. Now, when we were taking down notes for this game, you mentioned that the... Uh... Uh, the gun sounds are stock. Yeah. And there's a reason for this. Back in the 80s, this, they were... I don't know if they were completely wholly original, but they weren't just the average just Rambo rat tat 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 They sounded different, like it could be a gun of the future. 
The pro- the problem is this game came out in 2013, and where when those sound effects have been copied, yeah. gone off so many times, and this industry is flooded with first person shooters. So you need to do something to really stand out. And this one, it's just like, oh, okay, basic stock gun. Using the movie sound effects is fine, but when we've heard them gone so many other times in other places now. I, I love the fact the stuff they actually tried to, where they tried to stra- stay true to the movie in this game were like the really <laughs> poor choices. Let's use the original gun sounds. They sound, sound stock and crappy. <laughs> Brilliant. And then there's the gameplay. Yeah. Now, I we've all played this through PC, but I actually hooked up an Xbox 360 controller for mine mm-hmm. interface because, because you know what, I I was trying the layout with the keyboard, and I was just like, for about a half, half hour when I first got it, I'm like, nah, we're going to an Xbox controller. That's fair. With the, uh, with the, with the uh, control layout... It's very easy to forget what button does what, because there's just so many different options. Oh, you're on the controller. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shoot, I think we were a little over halfway through the game before I realized that B lets you choose weapons. I'm not kidding. I was like, oh, I can switch my weapons out? Holy crap! Well, it doesn't speak for the game. I mean, yes, the controls are loose. Um, the gunfire is not very good because you have to upgrade your weapons to get them better accuracy. Um, I hate it when games do that. I really do. You're, and then, you start off with the guns as a piece of crap, and it's like, oh, you just need to upgrade them. Yeah, but until you do, and it usually takes forever, they suck. It sucks in Call of Duty. It sucks now. Yep. And make- what, COD fanboys? You going to fight me? Come Shoot, on. I was going to reference friggin' The Last of Us. Guns are a piece of garbage in that game. When I complained about it, people were like, oh, you get to upgrade them. I said, when? When do you actually get to upgrade them in that game? I played it for almost two hours and got didn't do anything. Thanks. The biggest issue with the upgrades on that is it, it feels like they do nothing because the guns, they, they don't feel like you're actually killing anything when you shoot. And yeah. the upgrades, when you use them, you just feel minor at best. Agreed. I mean, mm. like I said, you can add the scope onto assault, the assault rifle, but the aiming feels so crummy in this game, it doesn't really feel like it does anything. Nah. I went for the laser uh, sight instead. Oh, God, the and laser sight. I forgot to mention that in the visual. A laser. T- did you ever take a close look at that laser sight? No. Oh, my God, it's priceless. So you'll see a laser sight on the gun, and then you'll see, like, the little laser dot. The problem is they don't match up properly. The laser sight of the gun is just a stock image. It has nothing to do with the laser dot that you're actually aiming with. Of course not. Yep. So it's not it's unlike, not. say, Resident Evil 4, which came out in 2005. The alien, we'll, we'll talk about the AI in a second, but he, here's the thing. I try to play this game straight, and by that I mean use the in-game mechanics to my advantage. I also got, for every five kills Jeremy got, I got one. If that. By doing that. He would ju- you would just rush at the enemies, kill them all, and nothing would change. While I'm still sitting there back looking at my motion tracker. <laughs> I would just switch to the shotgun and just bum rush everything. We'd finish a level. Pete would have, like, 12 kills, and I would have, like, 60. <laughs> it was insane. 
Now, granted, I died a hell of a lot more than him, but... Yeah, I was reviving you a lot more than you were reviving me. This is true. (laughs) But still, it was effective. Too effective. Now, I meant we were playing on easy because none of us really felt like going through the game on harder difficulties. Which, thank God, we didn't because easy mode is, like, insanely tough. What? You're being sarcastic, aren't you? It, well, I'm just, in the fact that every enemy in this game, if you don't just rush them with a shotgun, is like a bullet sponge. Okay, and they essentially take a an alien will take a full clip to the head without dying. So yeah, the machine guns are, are and the pistols are completely worthless against the aliens. Huh. That also explains why I got a low kill count. I was using the machine gun most of the time. Yeah. Oh. That auto shotgun was actually kind of fun. You just run for it. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, my ammo's gone. The only other decent yeah. one was the uh, was the pulse rifle, but the ammo for that was limited at best. Right. The first upgrade I bought in the game was the extended clip. So, go figure. All right, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll get back to... I think you want to talk about the power loader scene, don't you, Jeremy? Yes. Yes, I do. Get away from her, you bitch! We're back. And we're back! Woo! We're back. Back again. <laughs> hey, I thought one of you would reference that terrible uh, dinosaur movie with John Goodman. What dinosaur movie with John Goodman? You don't remember We're Back? I've never seen it. Oh, wow. Well, no, that's we for not, your childhood. No, we are not covering it. Oh. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> Bad enough we had to watch Superman Brainiac Attacks and... Oh, no, this was a theatrical release, not a direct I don't hell. care. I, I'm still referencing this bad crap that we've had to watch. Which, by the way, I am picking the next game we play for this, because you've picked all three, and I have hated two of the three of them. I have? Yeah, you, huh. you chose Sonic 06, you suggested uh-huh. Force Unleashed, and you suggested this one. <laughs> and um, granted, I agreed to all three of them. I will not completely remove myself from that, but hey, I had already beaten Sonic 06 twice before, and I warned you about that one. Yeah, yeah, let's get back to the game at hand. We're covering a game? I thought we were covering a colossal mess of pixels. Silence! <laughs> Utter silence. <laughs> Works great. In the podcast, nobody can hear you scream. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right, so what do we talk about first? The power armor or smart gun? Um, well, I might as well talk about the power, not the power armor, the uh, smart gun. The smart gun is one of the most iconic guns in the franchise. Hell, I, I didn't even watch the movies, and I know what the smart gun is. And yet... It's this item and weapon which should feel and make you feel like a total badass. You you get this weapon for all of, let's say, five minutes, but <laughs> it only lasts around 30 seconds. I I tried this twice, so when I played by myself, it lasted half the, the, uh, the monster hallway which we went down. And when I went was going through the same hallway with you guys again in three-player... It only lasted to about half the hallways again, so 
It just doesn't have enough ammo to make you feel like a complete and utter badass in a section which is supposed to make you feel like a god in the game. And yet, and if- for some reason, they uh, put way too many enemies, and they uh, it just doesn't kill them fast enough and does not provide enough ammo. If it, if it had been scripted or or had enough to like just be like a shit ton of aliens coming at you in the hallway and ma- ma- forcing you to run, I could understand, but... It just feels like they threw it in the gun, and you run out of ammo, and then you just have to continue on. It doesn't even feel climactic to, to tension-filled. It's just a problem you have to deal with. Yeah, it feels more like a design problem rather than a moment in the game where it's an, oh, crap, I just ran out of ammo for this awesome weapon. Yeah. Because I remember when we went through that, and when we finished the hallway, we were almost completely out of ammo for our normal guns. And here's the thing. If you're going to include this major iconic weapon, it should be, like, your bonus for getting to that last stage. Like, oh, finally you get to use a smart gun, and you just blow everything away. Yeah. Yeah, it should be, like, in... Aaron, you played through the new Tomb Raider, right? Yeah. Do you remember the part where you get the flamethrower in that, and you just feel like a total friggin' badass? Burn, baby, burn, disco inferno. (laughs) That's that's yes. That one's done right. Where you pick up the, you finally get a flamethrower after using like pistols and a bow and arrow, and everything around you is like on fire. There's enemies anywhere, like everywhere. But you pick up this flamethrower and just kill a guy, and you go, "Oh yeah!" And all of a sudden, Laura just shouts, "Come and get me, you bastards!" And you just rush everybody with it. It is a moment that makes you feel like a total badass. Especially after struggling to survive in, like, the rest of the game. It's a stage on fire? It could be more on fire. (laughs) Pretty much. So, if they're gonna... Yeah. The inclusion of the smart gun felt last minute at best. And just in there to, you know, appease the fans for all five seconds. Fan service! It was speaking of fan service. Oh, go ahead, Aaron. It, it was literally just a check, putting a checkbox on. Oh, we got the smart gun in. Sure, they had the uh, the auto turret smart guns, but where's the fun in that? Yeah, those things were even worse. Yeah. So speaking of fan service, then there comes the power armor. And, and, and Jeremy, before you get to this, I need to explain this for anyone who's not seen the movies. At the end of movie two. Uh, the surviving members of the party are back on the ship orbiting the planet, LV-426. The queen alien, the queen, mind you, has snuck aboard with them. And Ellen Ripley, played by Sigourney Weaver, taps into her mama bear mode, gets herself a suit of power armor, and, and goes into a slap fight with the alien queen with the infamous line of, Get away from her, you bitch! And it's just, it's an awesome emotional climax to see Ripley go from kind of a permissive character at the beginning of movie one to this G.I. Jane at the end of movie two. So if you're going to, so yes, do they include it in this game? Yes. Do you have to use it? Yes. And there's problems with it. Jeremy, take it away. Okay, so this was a part where just Pete and I were playing and I just happened to find this thing first or... 
Pete had died, one of the two. Or both. <sighs> Thank you. Um, we had to repeat this like twice. Right, because I kept charging at the un- unkillable alien except using the power armor about two or three times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that didn't What? Matter. I was watching you. Yeah, so we got... So I jump in this power armor thing, and all of a sudden, most of the screen is taken up by this thing, which... Granted, that does happen in games where you get into a vehicle or you get into something like that where you'll see, like, the outer parts of it around you rather than your normal HUD. The problem is you're fighting this big alien, and there's a bunch of other little aliens running around around you, so you kind of need to be able to see what's going on. And this thing just kind of tunnel visions you. So a third-person view would have been better? Yes, agreed. Then you run into the other problem. You only get one attack with this thing. You just click the button... You click the, like, shoot button, and you swing one of the arm, like, the arm of this thing. The problem is, the controls are delayed. I would click the button, and about one to two seconds later, the game would go, oh, you want to attack something? And then swing the arm. Now, you're doing this against a giant alien thing that is constantly rushing you, and essentially, I had to cheese it to death. Where you can't let it get away, you just smack it in the face, and it will stun it long enough for you to take forever to actually smack it again. And you just have to keep doing that over and over and over and over again. This takes about two to three minutes, and finally it dies. Now, during all of this, you will be taking damage from the aliens that are running around that you can't see. The reason why we died the first time wasn't because the large alien was attacking me, but it was because random stuff that I couldn't see was just depleting my health. So, there's that. One, it's a bad view of camera view. Two, it's badly designed. And three, if you're going to include the power armor, again with the smart gun, make it a reward for the fans. Yeah. Like at the end of stage boss, so you get to reenact that iconic moment. Yeah. Instead, it actually makes you feel weaker than you do when you just have your normal guns. And it punishes. And it literally punishes you for just going in and actually using a tool of the game. Yes. I mean, at least the smart gun works for the short time that you have it. This thing doesn't work from moment one. Okay. The only positive Uh. I think I can really say about this game gameplay-wise is, as we discovered, the drop-in co-op works perfectly. (laughs) Well, that's not a new new thing. We've seen that in other games like Mercenaries Mercenaries 2. Yeah, I'm but, say, like, in a lot of games, drop-in co-op doesn't always work, or, like, you'll pop in, and it'll make you wait until, like, everybody dies or something. and Or until you reach does, a checkpoint, or anything exactly. like that. Yeah. Whereas in this game, at one point, Pete and I were standing in an elevator waiting for it to finish. All of a sudden, Aaron was in the game. And I was like, hey, guys, <laughs> <Yep>. what's up? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, you know what? I'm impressed with that. I will give them props. At least that works. So this way, it's easy for other people to get tortured by this game. I do want to talk about our attack with the final boss real briefly. Mm-hmm. Aaron, unfortunately, you were not available for this at the time, so you missed what happened. Missed the final boss isn't even a, it's not even a fight. It's you set up the ship's power launcher to launch the queen alien into space. Okay, fair enough. You're, they're trying to reenact a major part. They're trying to slightly reenact a major part of both the first and second movie, launching the queen into space. Fine. Here's where it went wrong. There's no drama to it. There's no suspense. 
it's only you and the it's queen and was there any soldier aliens around? Yes, there was no. a couple of them. Okay. No, it, it, a couple of so. us. And I literally got that fight done in maybe like two seconds because I sprinted for the checkpoints and it didn't really have any effect. Well, here's the thing: when we did it, that I met, I was trying to help Jeremy by grabbing one of the levers. The queen grabs me, tosses me out the airlock into open space. <laughs> I die, and, uh, and Jeremy finishes on his own. Yep. Now, just so people understand how the co-op in this game works, if one of your partners gets shot to death, you can run over to them, and they'll be in like a weakened state, kind of like in the Gears of War games, and you can revive them, and they'll come back, and you'll be perfectly fine. But, so that's how real medicine works. No, yeah, that, that's how good co-op works. Yeah. So that works fine. The problem happens when there's either bottomless pits or ways for you to just disappear. And so, like, when Pete got thrown into space, or as Aaron and I found out when we originally played this game in co-op, if you fall down a bottomless pit or get basically thrown outside of the game environment, or you just can't hap- come back. That even just happens when you're just walking uh walking in the game, you'll just clip through an environment and you'll fall to death. So yep. you can't revive them. Yeah, they just kind of, you can follow the other car- like the other players via camera and you have to wait until they get to a checkpoint to be able to respawn. Heck, I would have even just preferred like the Halo method where if you get to an area where there aren't a lot of, e- where there aren't any enemies, you can respawn. What? We'll finish up gameplay and get the story next. Sounds good. Right? We need a break. Yeah. I need to build up rage for this story. <laughs> Corporal Dwayne Hicks, TQ4048215E9. Distress. My unit has suffered immense casualties on LV426 and requests immediate assistance aboard the USS Sulaco. Of the survivors, myself, two human females, one of which is a child, and a damaged synthetic. Consider all Colonial Marines dispatched to LV-426 to be KIA. Repeat, all Marines dispatched to LV-426 with KIA. Okay. Deep breath, Peter. You can do this. Don't get mad at butchering of this really good movie story. Pete Smash! Pete Smash! (laughs) You won't like Pete when he's fanboying. (laughs) All right. Recap. For those who haven't seen the movies, at the end of movie two, LV-426, the planet with the original alien alien derelict ship and eggs, has a human colony on it. Said human colony finds its atmosphere processing plant and fusion reactor detonate. Go boom to the tune of 40 megatons. Now, it's implied in this destruction that the complete leveling of the entire complex and any surviving aliens is going to happen. So, while I can buy there can be radioactive wreckage, and really our characters should have been melting from it, but they weren't. Because that would have made the game short and tolerable. There really shouldn't be any aliens around. Now, you could argue that the original derelict with alien eggs is still viable? Okay, sure. I'll buy that. But most of the structures really shouldn't be standing. Yet they are. So the movie begins... Or, excuse me. The game begins some 17 weeks at the end of movie 2 when the distress call sent out by the Sulaco is answered by the Sephora, which are both uh, colonial marine ships. This begs the question of what the hell the Sulaco is doing in orbit when it departed orbit at the end of movie 2 in the first place. 
your ship, the Sephora, docks with Sulaco to find it both derelict and abandoned. But no aliens, which is to be expected because they should either be dead or on planet. Or dead Shortly. and on the planet. Shortly arriving on the scene is Weyland Yutani, the kind of conglomerate, corporate conglomerate behind the scenes in the movie script. They're a private military company, which instead of explaining their presence, just decides to attack a fully armed and with hundreds of Marines, Colonial Marine ship. Because that will make the proper authorities suspicious at all. If Weyland Yutani was looking to cover up the danger of LV-426... Have it declared a biological hazard, station some sort of drone defense, and have the company could raid the planet at their leisure, instead of just antagonizing the legal authorities in space. You're assuming logic was involved in the making of this game. I'm pointing out the logic flaw. Shut up. <laughs> I thought this game was supposed to be about aliens. Oh, silly me. It's about an evil company. I'm the corporation! I'm the bad guy! What are you where are the aliens? They're over there somewhere. Sure, Weyland Yutani could have made a great twist ending. Your Marines are down to their last. Aliens are overrunning you, and suddenly the company's mercenaries rescue your your butt. Only it's a trap. Go ahead, make the Amway Akbar reference. I know you want to. Actually, I don't. Oh, okay. Um, now you had a question regarding um, visuals <laughs> in this game, did you not? <laughs> That's a light way of putting it. We we got Please. to the end of this game, and one of the characters shoots this guy in the head, and instead of blood shooting out of him, all of a sudden this white splatter hits the screen, and he falls down. And my first reaction was, somebody just jizzed on the screen. And we look down, and it's a robot with white fluid that looks really, really suggestive. It's just pouring out of its head. He suggested to you, yes, because you've not seen the movie. I don't care. It looks bad. It was also the way it was rendered, too. Okay, fair enough. In the first movie, it's there's this twist of moment when he, when he first android, who's been seemingly human up to this point, turns murder, murderous towards the entire crew because of his programming. They knock his head off, and white hydraulic fluid starts spraying out. It's kind of this, it's a Shalman twist before Shalman was a thing. I, I know they did. I mean, they did something like that in Metal Gear Solid Four. The character Raiden, he's like cybernetic, and so he has white blood. Granted, that one was even more and probably purposely suggestive because there's a point where he's wrestling with the dude, stabs himself and the guy through, and they're both grunting while the guy is right behind him, and they're moving around while white stuff is spewing everywhere. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating right. that in any possible way either. Aaron, He's would you not. like to confirm okay. that for me? He's not. Okay, thank you. So you spend the next part of the game, most of the game planet side, finding more of the aliens who finally show up. But most of the game is actually fighting the Will and Yutani mercenaries instead of the aliens. In an aliens game. This is why you try to figure out how to get off world. Now, this story tries to give us characters and make them have relationships just like the second movie. But where James Cameron managed to establish this in the first tw 30 minutes and make us care about these characters, I couldn't tell you their names unless I had to look it up for this interview, or this review. And I did. All I remember is there was a character named Bella. That's oh, the only God. one I remember. And she died, and I didn't care. Well, let's talk about that. 
There's, there's, I mean, anyone who has seen these movies, or at least familiar with the lore, Bella gets hit by a facehugger very early on. Okay, anyone who's familiar with this, the lore is going to know she's dead. It's only a matter of time before an alien burst out of her chest, right? As we found out, yes. The embryo will extract fluid and nutrients from the host to construct a placenta, but it, it, it's not like a human's. The placenta is like a weed rooting itself into every organ in the chest cavity. Look, even if you could surgically remove the embryo, the placenta is it's like a cancer. Your organs will begin shutting down one by one, and then you just, you just die. So what were they trying to do here? Were they trying to, like, give it a twist ending to people who had never been exposed to this? That maybe you could save Bella? Because any one frame of the franchise would know she's already dead. Yeah, see, I since I've never seen the movies, I didn't know if they were going to find a way to save her or not. But on the other hand, I also just didn't care. Because none of the characters in this game are interesting in any conceivable way. They're all, like, the most... Whereas, they're all generic as hell. Okay. Whereas you've got in the... Movie two, I can name you. There's Gorman, who's the un- not ready for this lieutenant. There's Sanchez, who's the badass wearing the smart gun. There's Hudson, who's the guy who's the infamous game over man, game over line. There's Hicks, who has romantic tension with Ripley. There's Bishop. There's Synthetic. And then there's the slimy uh, company representative, who I can't remember. And there's Newt. Wow, I could name eight characters was that. Off the top of my head. Yeah, in this one, I remember there was the guy you play as who... Was his name Winter? Yeah. Yeah. I barely remember the name of the character we played as. There was the big dude with the big gun whose name I can't... O'Neill. Who has had the worst AI, but that's another story. I can't remember if his name was like RJ or something, because that was equally as generic. There was Bella... Who the only reason I remember that is we were making jokes about that she was probably worse than the character Bella, or probably still better than the no, character Bella, Bella from Twilight. Well, it's mentioned that she and uh, O'Neill have a physical relationship. Still a better fr- love story than Twilight. <laughs> Dude, the alien that bursts out of her chest and her is a better love story than Twilight. This is well known. All right. And then there's Hicks. Now, I've been told that there is a DLC that explains his backstory, but Hicks should have never been in this game. Hicks should not be. Hicks, at the end of movie two, was in cryo-freeze with Ripley, Newt, and the upper half of Bishop. <laughs> They're androids. Oh, right. That was the robot. <laughs> he was in this Remember, game, Remember, we too, found his he? legs in the game. He was in this game, right? So, his legs were. And in the wrong place. Yes. So, and uh, and the, another a di- two different bishops were else otherwise in this game too, but that's another story. But it's Hicks they choose to screw with the story. At the beginning of movie three, because it's kind of stupid that way, Hicks and Newt are killed off screen when their pods mal- when their cryopods malfunction. Fine, I can deal with that. Point is, they're dead. This is well established. But no. Eventually, in-store, you find out that the mercenaries are holding one of the original Salako's original crew, and you have to go and rescue them, and it's Hicks. 
who should be on the ship, far away from here. Because, gee, we can't use Hudson, who is an interesting character, and was actually MIA in movie. We never saw him die. And it would actually have been interesting to see that he's managed to survive on his own for 17 weeks, only to get captured by the company. Well, anyways, in the, uh, the DLC, supposedly, Hicks, uh, he uh, came out of cryo and was then, repl- like, had his own little adventure and then was replaced by, I think, like, Turk or somebody. And uh-huh. uh, even though they show Hicks in the movie from what I just looked on the Wikipedia page, uh, that's her whole explanation is that somebody else was in his cryotube. Oh, God, that's stupid. God, that is stupid. Yep. Especially when this game was practically set up to use Hudson, which would have satisfied the fans. Hardcore. We would have been nice to see this character again. And would have kept everything in canon with the movies. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Man, I've gotten really angry about this. But I like these movies. So, there's that. And the worst part of all of this, this is the official sequel, well, official official canon, canon ending for, from 20th Century Fox for what happens after movie two. In movie three, yeah, fans are not happy with this with this game. Oh God, <sighs> I just looked it up, and so they had <sighs> Hudson dead in the game. We need to take a break. Sounds good. Well, that's great. That's just great, man. Now what the f- are we supposed to do? We're some real pretty shit now, man. You finished? That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. Nerd! Thank you. You're welcome. Alright, so, as we were playing this, I started noticing similarities to another game. And both of you can confirm this as I was randomly shouting this out while we were playing. At one point, I realized this game has a lot of similarities to the game Daikatana. Now, for those who don't know what Daikatana is, just a quick history lesson. Daikatana was the passion project, there's your first warning right there, passion projects usually suck, of John Romero, who was one of the original creators of Doom and Quake two of the greatest first-person shooters of all time, and two of the basically the two games that helped revolutionize the genre. Long story short, this game, Daikatana's first ad was nothing but a red background with the black text, John Romero's about to make you his bitch. And then the words... Oh my. Yep. And then the words, suck it down. Oh my. Yeah. And it was all downhill from there, which really says something. He originally believed this game could be released in, completed and released within seven months in 1997. The game came out in 2000. Huh. 
It came out to be a critical and commercial flop, though Romero claimed that they made back all their sale, uh, all their uh, spending, which, <laughs> yeah, sure you did. I remember seeing a pic, I actually found a picture of him purchasing, like, the first copy and went, look, that's how bad your game was, dude. Even you had to buy a copy of it to try to make it profitable. Yeah, the, it was touted as basically being, like, the next big thing in shooters. But there was way more ambition behind this game than actual product. And it is remembered as the key, as a, if not the key reason why John Romero doesn't make games anymore. So, why am I bringing this game up? And how does it relate to Colonial Marines? Let's take a look. Both were announced far too early and took three plus years to finish, five in the case of Aliens. Way more was promised than what actually appeared in the final products. Both were heavily hyped by the developers, and both were coming from people who, at the time, had a lot of positive weight to their names. John Romero and Gearbox. Shady behind-the-scenes events disrupted both games. Gearbox was reportedly siphoning money and people away from the Aliens project for the Borderlands games. None of the preview builds or videos showed content that was actually in the final version of the game. And they also threw the majority of the development to TimeGate Studios without actually telling anyone. An anonymous whistleblower actually was the one who broke this story. Huh. Ion Storm, Romero's company, blew millions on a high-rise building in Texas, and many more things that had nothing to do with actually making games, such as art, uh, expensive cars, ridiculous amounts of TVs for the building... They, I believe they blew actually a little over $3 million just on the building by itself, and apparently $44 million was sunk into this game. Nice job, guys. The release of both of these games heavily damaged the names of Gearbox and Randy Pitchford, who is the head of Gearbox, Ion Storm, and John Romero. Both went severely over budget for different reasons, aliens due to the aforementioned fun siphoning, and Daikatana because Ion Storm as a company was just completely out of control, with everyone acting and spending like stupid rock stars. There are actually similar bugs and problems in these games. At one point, we were playing co-op with all three of us, we transitioned to, a ne to the next area, and Pete, the, char the character models for Pete and Aaron's characters had switched. So they had all their levels and everything, but the characters looked completely, were completely switched. I knew it, I'm surrounded by assholes. Nice job, guys. And yes, this does happen in Daikatana. If you go look up the Let's Play Daikatana done by Proteus and Suspicious, this happens in that game. Both of these games came out to pretty much unanimously negative reviews that slag poor AI, ridiculously long development time for games that were just not worth it in the end. Both of them came out with dated graphics, even though they were both touted as being, you know, ahead of their time before they actually came out, and just overall bland, poor gameplay. <sighs> yeah. So I have referred to Aliens Colonial Marines as the modern-day equivalent of Daikatana. Daikatana 2. Mediocre Boogaloo. Yep. I believe that Daikatana two Daikatana two suck harder. I think it would be just called Daikatanas. <laughs> Daikatanas. Ah, uh, 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 I like that. There we go. I like that one. <laughs> well, anyways, on a much lighter note, there's a much better game 
which features Colonial Marines, and it's actually on the DS. This game is called Alien Infestation. It's a DS game. It was created by WayForward. The game shares many of the same locations as Aliens Colonial Marines, but has a much better style and feels a lot more polished than all aspects of the game. The infest- Infestation is a Metroidvania. It has collectibles, weapons, power-ups. One of the most interesting uh, features is the continue system, in which Marines can be captured by aliens and either saved or doomed to be an alien incubator. Hmm. Yep. And each Marine even has a distinct personality represented by their character in some of their an- limited animations. And they even have a character bio. The game makes each Marine a valuable commodity, because once they die, they're gone. And uh, to create a layer of tension, the it creates a layer of tension that only uh, that alien colonial marines could only envy. Overall, if you want to play a cheap and fun alien game, play Alien Infestation. Heck, play any other alien game. They all work better than the travesty known as Aliens Colonial Marine. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard... I know you don't like it, but I have read good things about Alien Isolation. And then you're right, it they did go out of their way to try and replicate replicate the movie movie atmosphere to a T. So yeah, it, if you are a fan of aliens, then yes, Alien in Alien um, Isolation is worth playing. If you're like me and you've never seen the movies, never had an interest in seeing the movies, then I would recommend just not even bothering with it because you're not gonna like it. However, Alien Infestation can be recommended for anybody because it's just a Metroidvania, so... Yeah, it's just, it's got solid, anybody can enjoy gameplay. I think that'll wrap us up. We need to get away from games for a while, man. At least once I choose, so... (laughs) Yeah, and you know what, we're going to take a little break from games, because... It's actually funny, we went a long time without talking about any video games, and then all of a sudden we just kind of like assaulted all you guys with a bunch. (laughs) Sorry. So, for next time, hmm, we're going to go back to uh, something we haven't done for a little bit. Direct-to-video hell? Yep. And (laughs) we will be covering... Dragon Heart Two, a new beginning. War dra- uh something Dragon Boogaloo. I don't know. Yeah. Well, no, Aaron, that, that was the isn't there a third one? Yeah, and they oh, just came there out. is. Yep, they just came out with a third one. <laughs> and it's Aaron, well, thanks. I think. <laughs> yeah. So in other words, thank you for joining us, Aaron. It's appreciated. Yep. Thanks so. for coming on, man. Thanks you for having me. We'll see you for the next time, folks. Take care, everyone.